This is episode number 302 of the Inner Fight Podcast, proudly brought to you by Smith Street Paleo. Remember, rate and review our podcast over on iTunes and we will send you a Smith Street Paleo goodie bag, absolutely free. All you have to do is rate and review the show. On this week's show, we present to you Julian Pinot. And another huge guest for us on the show. Welcome to the show, Mr. Julian Pinot. Hey, guys. Thank you very much for taking the time out. Andre, we've got to tell everyone, you actually recorded this show once before. We all make mistakes, and uh, this was my big mistake. <laughs> we, we recorded this show. Marcus was on holiday, and uh, I was alone to take care of it and set it all up. Uh, Something went wrong with the recording. The <laughs> I blamed the machine, but... Uh, so everything Julian was telling us before, we came on the show, how he's super busy, how he's trying to spend more time with his daughter, and we've pulled him back for another show. How do you feel about that? <laughs> it's <laughs> okay. all good. It's all good. The like information podcasts. is so important that we need to get it out there. It's going to work. Good. Julian, we obviously appreciate you taking the time, mate. My Why don't you just set, set the scene a little bit? Give us a little bit of your background, where you've come from, where you first started out in, I guess, fitness journey and what's going on. Yeah, well, I've been in sports all my life. Like, I remember I was playing uh, f- uh, nationally ranked level soccer at nine, I think, when I was like nine years old. And then from there on, it's been uh, swimming. I mean, m- many, many different sports. Yeah. To, uh, my story as a kid really is I would go get good, get about state level champion, yeah. and then quit and move on to the next sport. I just <laughs> couldn't find the one that really, you know. Stick right, right. until I found uh, martial arts, exactly Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, when I was about 19. Right. So until then, there's been a lot of everything. Yeah. And uh, started lifting weights. I was like, I don't know, 17, 18. And then yeah. I, around 19, 20, I found uh, MMA. And that's when really stuck what with What was me. that? Because you, I think you picked up on something straight away that's super interesting to me. You get to a certain level in a sport, be it moderate level or just below the top, yeah. and then it's not interesting anymore. What do you think that is on a motivational side? Because we see that a lot these days with athletes, yeah. with, with kids, even with, I think even with people sort of 30 years old, they get to a level and then it's not interesting yeah, anymore. Because we're doing it wrong. I, I can tell you, for example, for swimming, I remember exactly the day I quit swimming is the day I won the state championship. Really? The same day. Right. I won the freestyle and the butterfly, yeah. right? And my teacher, come, uh, my coach comes and go like, okay, next stage. Yeah. And I was swimming twice a week for like about an hour and a half, and I thought I was hard. Yeah. And suddenly, she was like, yeah, no, next stage is four times a week, two hours. Right. And I was like, no. That's enough. Yeah. It's just, well, there is no fun in this. Yeah. And you tell that to a 12-year-old. Yeah. You lost already. Okay, so... Evolution has figured out that the only way to learn skills is by playing. Right. Every single mammal for the last million years has learned skills by playing. Right. If and evolution is about survival. Yeah. If survival depends on us playing, maybe we should take a hint. And so we have taken basically the playing aspect out of sports for kids. We make them play the same sport. All year long, yeah. force it. You have to get good. And we force them into that repetitive patterns. And yeah. the second, the playing aspect, what I call the win factor. Yeah. But yeah. Basically, yeah. the playing aspect is gone. Yeah. Pe- most people will quit. Yeah. And so we're doing that to kids. We're doing that to adults. The second you lose the play, to yeah. me, you lose the why. Yes. And without the why, you cannot go anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what was happening to you, was it? You yeah. Just, like the idea of going anymore. from two to five means I have to quit everything else. Yeah. No. Yeah. I want to play with my friends. And so... The choice was one of the other. I was like, okay, fuck it. And so I went to the next one, but if yeah. to the next sports. Yeah. But do you think that's because of swimming as such a simple sport where you're only in the water and like doing like similar things all the time? 
or did you also get bored of MMA or did they also take the no. fun out of MMA? Could you do MMA five days a week, four hours a day? Well, it depends. There's always that moment where, would you do that for fun? MMA five hours a day? No. Four right. hours a day? No. Right. Like, so if you want to become a professional, yeah, you're going to train like that. But if it's just to, for fun to learn new skill or uh, if you want to learn to fight, that's different. Yeah. But the second you reach, there's always that moment when you reach a stage where you become good at something. You have an understanding of the philosophy of what you're doing, what is required, the movements and everything. At that stage, what is your why to move forward? If yeah. you cannot find that, you're yeah. doomed. You will yeah. quit. So you get good at fighting. Like that's what happened to me. What I wanted was to be around black belts and earn my spot. And be in a room where I belonged yeah. with black belts. I yeah. got to that level. I sparred with John Machado, with Gokor Shivishayan, and I held my own. I was like, I'm done. Enough That's enough. what I wanted. Yeah. To move to the next stage means I want to be a world champion. I want that. I don't have that. I did not have that desire. Yeah. I was like, my why was I want to be in that room and, and belong. Yeah. That was my why. Once I reached that, the idea of to get better needed like five hours a day of jiu-jitsu yeah. breaking my body. I was yeah. like, I'm not I'm doing not that. So that. I moved to Strongman. Is that more like a self-awareness of, of really understanding that why and knowing yes. like when you set out, I want to be at that level. I want to be in the black belts in that room with those guys. And that's my that's almost my Everest in that sport it's who you are yeah you have to know who you are this is the only thing that matters in life plateau, plateau said it yeah know yourself yeah who are you yeah me i didn't even care about the black belt i just wanted to be spar against really really good guys yes and not win obviously but yeah. belong there if yeah. i had that that's me yeah. i'm not saying that should be you yeah but that is me yeah. i know myself yeah and myself yeah. is i want to belong i did the same thing in strongman i went to compete at a national level i finished around the, i knew i was basically belonging in the top five yeah. i was like i'm good right that was I, it. I will not kill myself to get that top spot it does yeah. not matter enough yeah. to me to you personally personally my thing is yeah. different yeah i have another yeah. goal yeah, exactly. i want basically to change the world through what i do for, uh through strong fit right that will make me do those six hours a day every yeah. single yeah. day and yeah. then sacrifice everything because that is my why yeah the key is just know yourself yeah. yeah but that's something as an adult how easy it is to know yourself how hard it, yeah. it takes a lifetime it takes a long time it's yeah. it's yeah. something that comes with maturity so yeah. how the hell are you asking a kid to do it yeah exactly how, how could he know yeah. how, how can you ask a 12 year old to know himself so how should we deal with kids mate like because we obviously understand that if people if you want to breed olympic champions in any sport or if you want to build world champions in any sport there needs to be this dedication but i agree with is you is that the goal though is that the okay, goal but then that's and the goal we, of the chinese okay then that's the goal of the chinese we're going to build olympic champion we're not going to break a thousand to make one yeah we're going to take at five years old yes split them from their family we will break a thousand to make to one make one if you are the guy willing to do that yeah. good for you yeah i am not right Okay. Right. My job is not that. Right. If I look at my daughter yeah. and I'm like, I'm going to make her into Olympic champion. I don't care if, she, if I break her in the process yeah. and there's a chance in a thousand that she that makes it, make it. I, I refuse to do this. Yeah. That is not me. The father. Again, it, I'm not saying people should do what I do. I say course, I will yeah. not do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the, the fact is, if you go that route, you have to understand you will break over a thousand to make yeah. one. Just do understand you think that. It's too, do you think like when people have these dreams and for example I'm a 17 year old and I come to you as my coach and say Julian I want to be world champion do you think too often that coach is turning around and saying yeah son just stick with me you're going to be yeah. able to do it and essentially feeding them absolute bullshit yes, completely. To, and, and 
How often is that happening, mate? Oh, it happens with adults. Really? Like, I, by the way, that's why I stopped training kids. My problem wasn't the kids. My problem was the parents. Yeah. <laughs> my problem was the parents coming to me saying, uh, my kid is going to do this, my kid is not. And yeah. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Okay, yeah. like, I can tell you from meeting someone within three minutes and looking yes. at the numbers whether you're going to make the CrossFit Games or not. Of course, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. so it's Kenny Leverage, right? Yeah. Walks into a CrossFit Gym the first day, yeah. start talking shit about CrossFit. Yeah. So the coach is like, huh, I'm going to teach you a lesson. And he goes, I'm going to make you do uh, something called friend. Yeah. And uh, leverage, like, I don't keep in pull-ups. He said, no, no, do it with strict pull-ups. It's all good. Kenny's like, okay. And he goes, 95 pounds. 40, like, 40 kilos, that's not enough. I'm going to do it with 60 kilos. The guy okay. was like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> so Kenny does friend with strict pull-ups and 60 kilos. Yeah. He did it in 322. <laughs> 322. Really? Yeah, exactly. Oh wow. Okay. That's a game athlete. If yeah. you're not that guy when you're walking CrossFit, you're not yeah. making it to the games. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. And how do you deliver that to people? If people come to you and say, "Hey, Julian, I want to make it to the games." If, if you come to me to be healthier, because you or to be injury free, yeah. you're moving wrong, your shoulder hurts. I will do that. You come to me to go to the games. We're gonna have a conversation, a 45 minute conversation about your core values. First of all, what are you willing to sacrifice? Yeah. yeah. Okay? Yeah. Are you willing to sacrifice your job, your family, your girlfriend, yeah. all that stuff to make it? If the answer is no, forget about it because yeah. it's so much work. People yeah. don't understand the work required. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to start with your core values and what you're willing to sacrifice. Yeah. How, how, are Finding you willing why, to, basically. Yeah. yeah, not having a life. Are you willing not to have a life? Yeah. Are you willing to spend the next year not doing any cardio because you're not strong enough and work on that? Yeah. Not going with your pal. Yeah. with your pals and then have that fun Cindy session or stuff like are you willing not to do that for a year straight yeah. two years straight to build your strength base yeah. to make it to the game in five years yeah. are you willing to do that the answer usually is no yeah. by the way so do you think that's because people can't see I think we're in a world now of almost immediate gratification we're sat here in, in, in a warehouse in the middle of Dubai. Anything you want, I can have it here within yeah. an hour. Yeah, we that can get online, we can pay money, and it'll yeah. come. That and also CrossFit six years ago, it was feasible. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. could go to regional six years ago. We all yeah. know that one games athlete. Or yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I forget to mention there was no qualification back then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, the first game. Yeah, okay, yeah, but yeah. now making it to regional. Forget the games. Yeah. Making it to regionals. It's tough. It's fucking hard, yeah, man. It's very hard. And so... Yeah. so First, we're going to have to have that conversation. Are you willing to sacrifice all those things? Yeah. Once you have that, then look if you have the talent to go. Mate, we fast forward it. Let's rewind. What do you do now? What gives you the right to come and speak in these ways on yeah. our show in the nicest possible way? Talk to us a little bit about your business and, and where you've got to. From this athlete who was perhaps frustrated or got to the top of sports and moved on, where did it go to? Uh, then, so I found MMA when, uh, when I was a kid and then found my real passion, which was coaching. Right. Like I did it right away doing uh, the first classes. I was in charge of the warm up. And yeah. so we, we had like a tiny room. So we had 20 people. It was too much. So they yeah. told me just kill everybody doing the warm up. Yeah. That way we'll be only 10 of us. It'll be better. So <laughs> I found a way. Uh, actually, I'm putting it online right now. Like it, might, it used to be my old Jiu Jitsu warm up. Yeah. And we went from 20 to 40. It right. didn't work out at all. But I found my <laughs> calling in life. Yeah. It was murdering people. So that worked perfectly. <laughs> and so. Um, and from there, I, st I, I came to LA when I was 24 years old to right. pursue my career in MMA. Right. Wow. But with always an eye on coaching. At, right. that, at that time, I, was, I still th was thinking about uh, being an athlete because I, I, I loved MMA too much. Yeah. But uh, there was two different things. First of all, I didn't have the it factor because um, I'm not competitive that way. Like, right. Hurting the other guy was not something. And I liked the chess part of grappling, but not necessarily winning. 
Right. Like right. that was not. Right. I hated losing a lot more than I like winning. Right. So it was more like uh, I, I did not have the it factor in order to compete well. Yeah. In that sense, and on top of it, I didn't know, but I had a. Um, like I had a root canal down in France and the lady did not finish it and broke the pin inside my tooth and then she covered it up. And so the infection spread over the last nine years wow. and uh, basically ate away 70% of the bone on the right side of my face. Wow. Which I didn't know. So I found that out when I was in Brazil at 30. Wow. So my entire 20s was in almost septicemia yeah, the entire septicemia. time. So I would train three months and get sick and go like, I'm such a pussy. I don't understand yeah, why yeah. I'm so tired and sick all the time. It's because the thing was literally eating my face away. Wow. And so that did not help my career, <laughs> but it allowed me to deal with frustration and to really realize what I wanted in life. Yeah. And I'm more of a coach in that sense. Right. So my, I, I want to fix people. Right. I'm a humanist at first. And so my thing was always fixing people. So as I progressed into my coaching, I started to see the same patterns of problem. Which were what? Uh, well, like for example, during CrossFit. Yeah. Uh, f so I saw CrossFit since 2000, actually. Right. That's when I saw it because a friend of mine went to San Jose. He told me about Greg Glassman, and I liked a lot of things. And as I saw it develop, I can tell you, like, there is a shoulder issue yeah. and a lower back issue in CrossFit. Yeah. Like, most athletes that I see, especially the strong one, always shrug on one side. Did yeah. you notice that on yours? Yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. I noticed, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The lats are not working in CrossFit, forcing yeah. the traps to overdevelop. Over yeah. It's even worse with the women. So, usually, you have one side overdeveloping versus the other. Yeah. That is, pr that is pressing overhead on the neck. Yeah. We're starting to see a lot of bulging discs now starting to develop because of that. Yeah. And it comes down to the lats not working properly right? because of different factors. In the overhead position mainly. In the overhead position mainly. Yeah. The pecs are not being activated. The lats are not being activated. And yeah. so we are being taught, uh, well, not anymore because I'm there, but uh, we were being taught external torque. Yes. On the snatch, which is the biggest mistake possible. Yeah. That's what the Chinese don't do it. Yeah. Uh, so we, we've been taught uh, wrong. And on top of it, there are certain, um, the training system of CrossFit is based on too much of the same thing. So that's causing yeah. imbalances. And so between the two, we are causing a massive stress toward the traps that are overdeveloping, mm -hmm. taking over the lats. And that's forcing that raising what they used to that bullshit of active shoulders yeah. which is shrugging all the time yeah. that is putting tremendous pressure on the shoulder and now we see it putting pressure on the neck because yeah. one side being stronger than the other yeah. Yeah. those are part of the problem we have the the massive lower back in CrossFit the shark fins yeah. that should tell you there's a problem there yeah. how come if you look at CrossFitter that inside muscle by the elbow yeah. right look at female CrossFitters make them put their arms overhead yeah. you will see that that muscle inside the elbow is yeah. overdeveloped right why? I don't have it. Most people don't have that. Yeah. Why? Because it's that external torque is forcing a play at the elbow, yeah. creating flexion extension of that muscle, creating hypertrophy. So that muscle here is more developed than, the, yeah. than, than this counterpart. That, that shows you that there's certain patterns like that that are being developed within CrossFit that are causing injuries. Yeah. That are not, so people starting to not be as fit as they should be yeah. because they start breaking. Yeah. And so, but, so the key of that being CrossFit is more is better. Yeah. So they train more, <laughs> they create more imbalances, they yeah. create more of the same problems. And we see this now athletes getting to within two, three, four years of CrossFit, hitting the same wall every time. Breaking the down, shoulder basically. starts hurting and yeah. then the lower back. And we see that with broke hands. Yeah. We and I mean, that yeah. is starting. I've seen <coughs> five bulging discs in the last six months in the wow. neck. Wow. From the same cause of not activating the lats and the peg properly. So what should people, how did you sort of move into this more movement-based approach? And, and what, what did you start doing to people to almost avoid those things that you started to see? I, well, I, 
I'm good with patterns. So I right. started to see certain patterns, especially within, uh, within CrossFit more than others. And so I started to uh, analyze the why of this. And I tried to, uh, based on principles, have a system that allow me to understand why the patterns happens in the first place right. and to be able to fix it from there. And right. if you look in the case of CrossFit, a lot of it has to do that everything is up and down. Right, the same up. plane of motion. Basically. Same plane, every single exercise. If you look gymnastics and Olympic weightlifting, everything yeah. is up. So yeah. we don't do anything in the frontal plane, for example, yeah. which means like, you know, uh, versus barbell rows yeah. or even close grip bench press or things like this. Yeah. We don't activate the lats. We don't activate the pecs. We have no left versus right access anymore. Right. Very little. Now we have the dumbbell, so that's great. Yeah. But for the longest time, it was barbell every single workout. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember like old school CrossFit. Yeah. The first year of uh, CrossFit.com, yeah. you had barbells every two weeks. Right. It was dumbbells all the time. Yeah. That used to be. Yeah. But now we went to like uh, regionals about what, like five years ago? Yeah. When it was all barbells, yeah. all, all gymnastics, keeping all it's the time. It's funny as well. Same with, same with like kettlebells. I remember in the first regional, I don't think we've ever seen a kettlebell in the open. We saw it in the first regionals. It was 100 kettlebell swings yeah. overhead yeah. At, at 24 or something. But in, in the modern, I mean, and last year was the first time we saw in, uh, was it regional Nate, yeah. where they yeah. put the yeah. kettlebell back in. But we, it had sort of gone out for a long time, hadn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was all barbell and yeah. gymnastics. That was it. Which is, so, and on top of it, so you have no left versus right. You have no frontal plane. And you have no... Uh, any uh, transversal there's no rotation there's no right. stepping sideways there's no yeah. those are basic human movements yes so we took like basically five out of six out <laughs> yeah uh, it's wild when two, you look at it like no that. but 200,000 years of evolution yeah. you're not going to deny that yes we have guidelines yeah. we have to abide by if yeah. we don't we start breaking yeah it's not rocket science yeah yeah that's all it's just tremendously imbalanced yeah uh, so because of the sport aspect like the problem is there is crossfit the training system yes and crossfit the sport we have to establish there's a difference yeah right What's just because they do it originally mate because if, if we look at the if we look at the big picture the impact of crossfit on a big pop part of the population has been hugely positive and we can yes. start to reel them off yes community blah 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 women blah. Women, the whole, the whole thing. So what's your, how do we explain to people CrossFit as a sport and CrossFit as fitness? Just for, you, you've got a nine to five, you've got yeah. two and a half kids. Mm -hmm. How, in, in, in your sort of mindset, what should that be explained as? It's up to the owner, to you, yep. to sit down every class for five minutes and explain the fundamental difference between the two. Yeah. And it's up to coaches to understand that you, your job is to give knowledge, not yeah. information. Yes. Your job is not to be a cheerleader to make them do world ball and double unders, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. Right? Your job is to give knowledge. Your job is to teach people how to move better. Yeah. You are not a physio. You are not a poor man's physio. Yeah. You are a martial arts teacher. Right. Your job is to teach people to move better. Yeah. So it's not enough to make them do world ball and to go with the standards of movement saying, you break parallel, you put your head through. That's competition standard movement. Yeah. What if that person cannot do that safely? Yeah. Then they shouldn't be doing it yeah, like exactly. that. Right. So take, as a coach, yeah. understand that your job is knowledge, non-information. Yeah. So we have to establish a difference between the two. They want to compete, that's one thing. Yeah. If they are not competing, they should not be held to standards of movement that are based for competition. They should be held on standards of movement that are safe and healthy for oh, them. Yeah. Your job is to give knowledge. That yeah. requires you to sit down five minutes 
requires them to take care of your people one yeah. by one, having a filing system, yeah. having maybe private with the one that don't move correctly. Yeah. It's a fundamental different system that it is to teach athletes that compete. Yeah. The two mix, that is a huge mistake in yeah. CrossFit. We have to understand the difference between the two. But people see CrossFit through the CrossFit games, through YouTube. That is a problem. It's how yeah. we all start yep. to see it. And what's attractive, what was attractive to me, and I think what's attractive to a lot of people is just people going hard, spewing up on the floor, this, mm -hmm. that, and the other, through any sort of movement. So people come in looking for that one thing. That educate, I agree with you, you should sit down and tell people, but that education process takes time yeah. and It's not somehow if, if I tell you, JP, uh, please just don't go all the way down in that squat. You're like, oh, but that's not right. And that's not what Rich Running does. So how do we, how, what should our listeners be doing different? We can coach it in a way that you said, but how should people's mindset on the outside change as well? Okay, I think that's one thing that needs to change, no, right? Of course. Well, you talked about instant gratification. Yeah. What if the guy cannot squat to parallel today? Yeah. Should we force him to knowing it's going to hurt his not. knees? Yeah. So it will take longer. By the way, people want to push and kill themselves. I'm all for it. Yeah. There are just different ways to do it. If you do yeah. it with a full snatch yeah. on someone who's not ready, yeah. that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Can you kill that person on a sled? Yeah, absolutely. Safely. Will he safely, yeah. right? Because there is no weight bearing on his spine. There is yeah. no eccentric, no skill. That person can push as hard as they want, yeah. hard as they can. Yeah. Wake up the next day, they're completely fine. We can do it again, this time dragging. Yeah. We can pull a rope. We can yeah. do things on a sled. We cannot do with a barbell without hurting people. So yeah. there are ways to do it. We just have to... If we start to pander to people, they come, but I want to do front even though I cannot break parallel. Yeah. And you let them do it yeah. because he wants to. Yeah. That is a wrong mindset to have, knowing like he's yeah. going to be broken the next day. Yeah. Yes, some people will refuse and say, I'll go to the next gym. Yeah. But if the guy comes to you, train twice a week, yeah. right, and tells you, I don't care if I get hurt doing CrossFit, yeah. then do yeah. you really want that person in your gym? This yeah, is a cancer awesome. that's going to yeah. push the other yeah, one yeah, to yeah, do yeah, the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Who's yeah. going to get blamed when he gets hurt? Yeah. You. We do. Yeah. You, yeah. not yeah, him. Absolutely. He'll Absolutely. go like, well, they told me to do it. Because, yeah. you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. So do you really want that person telling other people in your gym, like, it's okay to get hurt? Yeah. Absolutely. So th there's a fundamental change toward yeah. how we coach. Yeah. Yeah. Our job is not to hurt people. Yeah. It is to give knowledge. It is yeah. to fix people. We are martial arts. What happens if you have a guy that comes to you as a white belt in karate, boxing, jiu-jitsu, whatever you want. And he yeah. says, no, but I want to make it to the UFC. Yeah. And as a white belt, all he wants to do is spar and beat the shit out of other people. <laughs> yeah. What That's would you right. tell that guy? You would beat the shit out of him first, because I know, because I've done it. Yeah. And say, do you understand what it feels like now? Yeah. So maybe now you want to learn technique. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there are ways to do this. But just like in martial arts, we have to have a, a, there has to be a philosophy behind training yeah. and certain values. Yeah. If you, and someone who does not stay with those values yeah. has to go that yeah. guy that comes and beat the shit of all your students as a white belt or yeah. break an arm or two because and like he has to go yeah, yeah. To so but again yeah. it comes don't down need to those people in your gym no you don't and yeah. then they're by the way they never find a gym no. because every six no. months they get they're fired <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime they ruin your gym yeah exactly. they, they make it. you look bad and they ruin yeah. your gym anyway but the point is that requires a culture of yes. the gym just like there is a culture in martial arts yeah. you yeah. disrespect the teacher you get your ass kicked yeah. you know it's coming so you I was the enforcer or John Machado, so I can tell you. Yeah. Uh, you don't talk. Well, you, you yeah, know, like, there's yeah, certain yeah. rules. Yeah. There has to be a culture like that within yeah. a CrossFit gym. Where like those, this is my place. Yeah. This is a culture of the gym. Yeah. You will not get hurt yeah. if you cannot accept that. That's up to you. Yeah. But I will not let you say, let you get hurt. On the way. Let's continue the story, mate. You're over in the states. You started to notice this. You started to figure out that we're not moving in these planes. 
continue your sort of journey. So, yeah. On, so on uh, the first thing was so I went on the Wodcast, Wodcast podcast, right? Yeah. And it was before that or after that? I can't remember. Uh, Valerie Vobrol came to train with me right. like one time, and then we were at my gym in Torrance. And uh, at that time, I had my gym for like four or five years. And yeah. so, uh, me, I was very gradually. It came, right. it came very, very slowly. And then Valerie came to me and then uh, for a training session. And she, I was amazed by her. Right. She was 30, I don't know, 34 at the time. Yeah. She just finished like third or fifth at the games. Yeah. Uh, being a mom, being a school Incre teacher, I was, story, I was amazed yeah. by her. Yeah. But she lived too far, so she couldn't train with me. I was like, if you're ever close to me, I would love to train you. Yeah. I, I was so amazed by that woman. And she's a great human being completely undervalued in CrossFit. Never, yeah. Nobody ever paid attention. Well, well she has a, such a great story. Yes, I agree. And so finally she moved to El Segundo, which was 15 minutes away from me. So I'm like, I'll come to your house. Right. And I'll train you once a week at your house. You'll come to my gym once a week. I'll train you like that. And then right. that's how our relationship started. So wow. for a year, basically, twice a week, we started training together. And that was, a, that, that was an awesome time. And yeah. so that allowed me to see the... The greatness of women in CrossFit, by the way, yeah, how strong and fit yeah. they are. I was amazed at what she could do. That was, for me, that was a great learning experience because I had yeah, no right. idea they could do what they can yeah. do. Uh, <laughs> that, to this day, I'm still amazed by it. Yeah, but then uh, about a year or two into this, the Barbell Shrug po podcast yeah. arrived. Mm -hmm. And that changed everything. The right. moment the Barbell Shrug came out, the, it was literally the day before the day after. Like the yeah. next morning it came out. It's 6 in the morning. I go down to pee. And the first, I had 120 emails. But the first one was from Zach Evanesh. Right. Saying brother. And then he had the two page long going like this was awesome. I was like, oh, I, I guess I'm doing good. So yeah. People <laughs> who don't know who that is. Zach Evanesh is the uh, underground strength guy. He's out of New York. He trains a lot of teenagers. He's, he's like old school strength and conditioning. He's been there for a long time. He's quite famous in the United States. Okay. He trains a lot of teenagers uh, toward wrestling, things like that. He's been a... Uh, like part of the foundation of strength and conditioning in the Very United cool. States for wow. a long time. Yeah, wow. a really good guy. Wow. And, and, so, and that changed everything. Right. And so after that, my popularity grew like crazy. At yeah. the same time, I was planning to go to uh, San Diego to train the Invictus team. Right. So I moved, there, uh, I moved there at some point, training the Invictus team for the, for the last year's games. Yeah. The game before that as well, but then I had a full year for last year. Wow. And then in, uh, since August, I've been traveling the world doing my seminars and coaches week to, um, to further uh, the movement, basically. So Greg Glassman, the genius of Greg Glassman, one of the things he did was to define fitness. Yes. And that started everything, right? Yeah. We are at a stage we need to define movement. Right. <laughs> For example, if I say a sit-up, yes. Right. Okay. Is a sit-up a flexion of the spine or a hinge? Right. Exactly. We don't. Okay. So there. Exactly. So, yeah. but because yeah. the answer both. it can be both. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, if we talk about the technique on a sit-up, you yeah. talk about a hinge. I talk about a flexion of the spine. Yeah. How can we possibly come to an agreement? Yeah. Whether both wrong possible. or both right? Yeah. 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 Because we have not defined what the what the sit-up is. Yeah. It's the same thing on the on the GAG sit-up. So if it's if it's a GAG sit-up. Yeah. Is a hinge, right? That means it would go to an internal torque. It's that's a long conversation. Yes. But how do people do it, a GAG setup? They point their feet out. They actually using external torque, locking their their uh, SI joint. Yes. That means they use flexion extension on the spine instead of a hinge, and that's why they hurt their back all the time. Yeah. Because instead of pivoting at the hip, yeah. they're using the spine to go back up. Yeah. That is, and on down and up. That's yeah. not what you want to do. So, yeah. but that conversation is possible if we first define movement. Yes. And so that's the problem right now is we've defined fitness. We need to define movement. Yeah. And so that's what I've been trying Which to do. Which is very complex. 
And how would you yeah. define that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's complex. How far have you got? <laughs> yeah. Actually, pretty far. Yeah. If you go back to the root of, of movement, which is torque, you end up with external or internal. Yeah. That's it. That's all you got. Because right. uh, every torque starts with a rotation. Everything is elliptical in nature. I don't know if you noticed the way galaxy, the way everything moves, yes. is elliptical in nature. That means it's like a screw. A screw is, is stronger than a nail. Yes. That means torque starts with a, uh, through a rotation. Yep. So an elliptical. That means you either go external or internal. Right. There's only the two ways to There's, go. Yeah, right. Yeah. So now you have four movement patterns. Right. You have the pull, a push, a squat, and a hinge. Right. Right. And with two different kind of torque, internal or external. Right. So four movement patterns, two types of torque. Yes. So now which one goes with which? Yeah. And now you have a movement matrix. So when you pull, for example, you create external torque. We yes. know that you pull a dumbbell, you're stronger yep. yeah. toward external torque. Yeah. That means a push being the opposite is yeah. internal torque. Yes. When you press a dumbbell, yeah. you know you're stronger to an internal. When you yeah. punch, yeah. when you swim, when yeah. you throw a ball, yeah. you're stronger to an internal torque. Right. Yeah. Okay, so if we define pressing versus pulling like this, it's simple. Yeah. Now if we look at the snatch, yeah. A snatch, you do what? You push or you or you pull the bar when you when you catch it. Push. When you catch it. When you catch it, you're pushing on it. You're yeah. pushing, yeah. You're not pulling. Yeah, correct. So which torque is that? Internal. Internal. Yeah. Just like a punch, right? Yeah. So what would you do external? Because. Because. Thumbs exactly. up. Yeah. That's yeah. what they said level one, yeah. right? So <laughs> can I engage my lat and have internal torque? Yes, I can. Yeah. How do I punch? When I punch really hard, my lat is engaged. Yeah. It's never disengaged. It's so correct. the point is, how do I engage my lat and my pec on a pressing movement? Yeah. I need internal torque to do that. Yeah. Look at the Chinese. They all have their chest engaged on the snatch. Just right. a quick thing. When you yeah. have the barbell overhead, where you pull your shoulders down, yep. enter and rotate to activate the lat? Not internally rotate. Just activate, yeah. put, uh, activate the lats, the yeah. pec, and the shoulder head of the bicep. Yeah. When you do this, we all end up in the same position. Just yeah. put your arm up. Here, you can't, really, you can't feel that put, much put activation. Put your lats and your pec, and yeah. now activate the shoulder head of the bicep. We're all in the same position. Yeah, if you yeah. raise, your, raise your shoulder up, you disengage the peg. Yeah, yeah. Put it down, yeah, lats down and peg, yeah, and, and bicep. Yeah. So you need to watch the video version for that. If you're listening on your phones, on iTunes, you need to go to YouTube and watch the video but version. Play with it. Put your arms overhead, engage yeah. your peg, your lats, and the shoulder head of the bicep. Tell yeah. me you end up with your shoulder, with your arm up. No, yeah. no, you don't. Yeah. By the way, even CrossFit Olympic weightlifting, now we're starting to say more lats, less traps. Yeah. So I'm winning. What it, what is it though? I love that I'm winning. But when CrossFit started out, we again we know the benefits of CrossFit, what it's done. But when it starts out, and even today, we're teaching a two day course. Yeah. To let people then go into an environment to <laughs> deal with these people that either want to do it for fun or want to go to the games or have all these other distorted dreams. In simple terms, to the general public who listen to the show, what. What can we be doing better? What can the public be doing better as well? The martial arts community has a, has a belt system exactly for this. Right. This is what we need. How long does it take to get a black belt in jiu-jitsu? Yeah, Eight yes. years, nine yeah, years? Yeah. You are not allowed to open your school before you get it. Right. Really? I'm sorry. Yeah. That's cool. You know, well, so I mean, some people cheat, obviously. But uh, <laughs> the point is, without a black belt, you're not allowed to open your school. You can teach as a brown belt. Right. And then you can open your school as a black belt. Right. So I'm not... so. There has to be some kind. So, is would you trust a jujitsu guy teaching you after a weekend seminar? No. Okay. <laughs> what is the point of what we do? We teach people how to move better. Yeah. Again, we are martial arts yeah. teachers. That's yeah. dancing teachers, whatever yeah. you want. But it's yeah. about movement. Yeah. Can you learn to move correctly in a two-day seminar? No, you cannot. Like I understand the libertarian side of it. I understand yeah. that you're going to have continued education, yeah. but in the 
then the system is is brand new. And again, I don't want to change CrossFit. I just want to add to it. Yeah, make it better, right? I just want to make it better. Yeah. But the only way we're going to make it better is that we agree there are certain issues. The only way you fix a problem is realizing there is one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are certain issues right now in CrossFit. As yeah. a community, yeah. we need to own up to it going like, this is not working well enough. I'm not saying it's not working well. Yeah. Not well enough. Yeah, we right. are s- starting to see certain injuries. That's what scares me the most, yeah. is the idea that an asshole somewhere will tag the CrossFit shoulder syndrome to shoulder problem that can be yeah. fixed. Yeah. And now we have a huge problem because now you're going to be drawn into a debate you don't want to be drawn into. Absolutely, yeah. And we will lose this. Once we have enough bulging discs, because yeah. now it's broke ends, but eventually it's going to be 16-year-old. Yeah. When we get to that, st- and it's coming, when we right. get to that stage, because now we have the teen division and everything, yeah, yeah. once we start to have C6, C7, uh, severe herniation, on a 16-year-old, and you see that again and again and again, or bulging disc yeah. in the lower back it's or stuff trouble. like that, we are going to run into yeah. trouble. Yeah. I want to fix it before we get there yeah. because yeah. it will ruin all of us. And yeah. all of how many people out there are going to the CrossFit Games? How many of us have, have uh, gyms where we train people to the CrossFit Games? Yeah. What is that, like less than 5% of yeah, your people? Yeah, Let's be max. honest. Yeah, yeah max. Yeah. 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 This is the same thing of imagine if you go to a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu place that only trains you to go to the UFC. Yeah. You'd be like, great, I'm going to go to the next one. Yeah, the yeah. one actually teaches me how to first, how to move, move before yeah. I kill myself. Yeah, yeah. That, that is not the point. I'm not going to take you to the UFC to make you fit, yeah, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so we have to distinguish between the games yeah. and the, the training system I want to better the training system the CrossFit game is awesome For it has brought women forward it has changed the way we train women for life forever right. the strength and conditioning um, area is missing the train on that one yeah. the numbers those women are, are pulling right there shows you it's working <laughs> yes. that's a great testing ground it's awesome, yeah. but they also a lot of them are breaking yeah. we cannot take this and apply it to grandma when she comes into your gym yeah. if you do not have a system that allows you to train grandma yeah then you're failing. Yeah. Your job is to train grandma. It's to train a guy who's going to train twice a week who sits yeah. all day. Yeah. That is your job. That is 95% of, of your... Of and that is the yeah. fundamental uh, principle of CrossFit. Yeah. CrossFit was never about being a sport. It yeah. was about making people healthier. Yeah, our job is to get that guy who trains twice a week yeah. and make him better. Yeah. To give him the knowledge to move correctly yeah. through yeah. life. Because he only trains two hours with us. That's two yeah. hours a week. That's nothing. Yeah, yeah, the nothing. question is when he goes up the stairs, yeah. is he de- doing it correctly? Yeah. Is he using his glutes like he yeah. should or not? That's <laughs> our job. is to teach yeah. him to get up the stairs, to get him out of the car, to carry his kids, to carry yeah. the groceries correctly. Yeah. That is our job. It is not to train Lauren Fisher. Right. That yeah. is my yeah. job. But that's not right. <laughs> As a coach, how do you how do you get more knowledge about these things? I mean, we, we addressed that the level one is not going to make you a great coach. Do you need to take a bachelor in physiotherapy or no. actually, you yeah, that, that's open YouTube and just... That, that's the other problem is the we are seen as coaches are poor men's physios. That idea that you have a bachelor degree. Would you ask a martial arts coach for a bachelor degree? No, no you wouldn't give a shit, right? Because he learned his craft through an apprenticeship under a master over years and years and years of learning of the, through the philosophy of martial arts through learning through learning as he went basically and that is how we have to look at it like being good on paper is not going to translate you into a good coach yeah. I know many good, great coaches that cannot be that guy yeah. that has a master's degree yeah. because it requires you sitting in front of a piece of paper for 4-5 hours a day yeah. a lot of us cannot do that yeah. I cannot I have no degrees I have a PhD in results right. 
but I have, <laughs> I have no initials after my name yeah. because I cannot sit for four hours a day in front of a piece of paper. Yeah. Have I read as much as those yeah. PhDs? I have, and I'll debate them any day. Yeah. But you are not going to make me sit in front of a piece of paper for four hours a day remembering the muscles of the hand. All the old books and yeah, all Yeah, I am not doing this. <laughs> I've read them once. I will not yeah. memorize them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's why I learned in chess is the first time you start to memorize the, is when you lose the, the entire lose the, nature yeah, of the yeah, game. Yeah. Yeah, so I will not... So, no, we don't need a bachelor degree. What we need is we need to get better at what we do. We need yeah. to understand movement. We need to move forward, basically. So as a coach, you have a, a continued education where you're going to learn to... Under, you're going to try to understand uh, how to move better. The, maybe not just CrossFit, by the way, learn to do calisthenics, learn to do other sports, yeah. learn to do, go do Jiu-Jitsu. Remember CrossFit? Go play sports? Yeah. At that's the beginning, that, that yeah. was, that's what they yeah. used to say. Yeah. Go do jujitsu, go do boxing, learn to move. By the way, le learn to turn your hips a little bit. That, <laughs> that won't hurt you, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like, uh, CrossFit are the more blockish, linear yeah. people ever. Yeah. Learn movement, right? Yeah. So as a coach, that is, your, uh, that is your job is to get better at learning movement. That's what I've been trying to do with the seminar, the Coaches Week and everything, is explaining, first of all, the fundamentals of movement. And then after that, it's up to you to go apply it. Yeah. And it's a lot of applied yeah. uh, work. A Talking lot of it is work. application, JP, how does, we heard at the start sort of where you got to in sport, how do you train yourself now to stay in shape? Uh, I do. And how often? What, is it, what does it look like for you? So I have uh, one day where it's about intensity, yep. right? So I use the low waist. That means low weight bearing, low eccentric, low skill. Right. That means that's a lot of sled work. Right. I have my strength day, which is done also through uh, yoke carries and uh, heavy sled and things like this. Right. So I don't stress my joints too much through the basic static lifts, even right. though I might do that once every two weeks. Right. I have my conditionist days, and then I have my jiu-jitsu uh, and or boxing days and, and things right. like that. And with that, I use uh, assistance work in the gym, right. bodybuilding style, to make sure the, I can create talk properly. Yeah. So I have an entire uh, so it's system. Quite, it's still quite, you have a system, but it's a very It's very varied. Well. Yeah. Very, very varied. Yeah. As how long have be. you been following that sort of protocol for? Well, I've been working on it for like six, seven years. So right. I, even when I went very hard into strongmen, yeah. I still kept going with my conditioning intensity sessions, even though yeah. most strongmen just are lazy right. and fat, let's be honest. <laughs> um, and so I always thought being balanced was a very important aspect. So yeah. I kept doing the gymnastic stuff right. I kept, that I learned through jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I kept doing the, intens the intensity. I kept doing the conditioning. Like you have to be balanced. Like right. the 200,000 years of evolution are basically requiring us to do certain things. Yes. It's called homeostasis. It's yes. the quality of a system to gain to uh, to 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 seek sorry to gain and and um, keep balance. Yeah, right. That's what the pH level in your body is, body temperature. Yeah. If you stray too far away for certain parameters, the body will push you back. Yeah, right. Pull you back in, yeah. basically, yeah. at the expense of everything else. Right. You cannot be imbalanced. Right. So no matter what, even if you're trying to make it to the games, you're gonna right. have to spend some time making sure your body is balanced. Otherwise, you will break. Yeah. The body is not a machine. Yeah. It took us 200,000 years to get from apes to where we are now. There are guidelines <laughs> we have to follow if still, you believe in evolution few, anyway. A few apes kicking around. I yeah. think, but it sounds still. like you practice what you preach. And I think yes. that's, a, that's a really important aspect yeah. as a coach. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to go to a coach who just never trains or it's no. going to stand and tell you all these things and how yeah. to push hard and your coach will never push hard in your life. Yeah, it's still happening a that's lot. That's actually a, a template I just put out. Uh, we call right. it balance because it's exactly, it's actually what I do yeah. and it's had 
a lot more. Su- I was hoping for that. They had a lot more success than I thought, actually. Because <laughs> there's a conditioning, like just a, you know, good old-fashioned interval training on the road yeah, or running yeah, or whatever. Yeah. There's a pure intensity. There's a strength session. And then I tell them, go do parkour this week. Right. Go do jiu-jitsu. Go do kickboxing. And then you'll yeah. find one you like. And then, But every month, I'm going to make you do something you're not... You're not you, comfortable yeah, doing. Maybe it's rock climbing. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it's cool. parkour. Maybe Just so you keep, <laughs> you know, trying to, to find new things. Keep yourself balanced. Talk to us a little bit about Strong Fit. It's your brand where it came from, what it does these days, and essentially what, I mean, we, we understand that you, you travel the world teaching a little bit, but give us a little bit of an insight into your world. The, yeah, Strong Fit was the, well, the system, that was the name of my gym at first, right. and then which I thought I'd stayed forever in a small place in Torrance and be happy fixing <laughs> a few people here and there. Yeah. And then it started blowing up, but I realized also that um, if... I'm a humanist first, so I care about fixing people. Right. If I do it on my own, I'll fix like 100, 200 people. And what about the athletes I can't fix? Like I had an athlete, her name was Ali Ludwig, who was an Olympic weightlifter, right. who started to have pain in her neck. She had like, she couldn't feel her, her, her left arm, basically. So her left hand, especially. She snatched 95 kilos, not feeling the bar in her left hand. Nice. Because of the tingling in the neck, yeah, right? Yeah. So. She comes to me, and then I managed to fix, mostly fix her in 12 weeks where she could go back. First session, no snatching, no bar work, no squat, nothing. By the second session, she snatched 87 kilos, no problem. Wow. But this time, no pain in her neck, nothing. Wow. Right. Wow. So that's when I fix. And then yeah. on the other side, you got Brooke Hens, yeah. who had uh, nerve pain on the right side of her body for a month, and yeah. now a severe herniation of two discs in her neck. So she's done. Right. Wow. So what keeps me up at night is, okay, so I, I help Ali. How many athletes have I not helped? Yeah. That could have been, I could have done better, but now yes. I'm screwed for life. Yes. So I was like, at some point, I need to go out there and shape coaches so they can help their people. Because right. I won't be able to help everybody. Yeah. So I need to go and get coaches going. And so that's when I decided to do the seminar and to go on the road right. and uh, worldwide in order to basically try to explain my vision of movement yeah. and see how we can. And you've been doing, you've been sharing that basically for most part of last year just yeah. traveling delivering seminars since so we've been on the road since last august wow and we'll be till at least this august before i move to uh, to dubai but i know i'll be on the road for the next five to ten years really? and that's okay and yeah. that's okay and that's okay talk to us a little bit without giving away all the trade secrets talk to us yeah. through that course if someone is listening in another city and you're going to be flying in why should they come on the course or the seminar what does it look like what can they expect to get out of it yeah, and it's. Oh, I don't mind giving a trade secret. Actually, <laughs> I want everybody to do it. But yeah. um, the, the key for me is to first define movement. Right. Because otherwise, we cannot have conversations about how to fix a snatch if we don't even understand what is required for it. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, it's uh, the way we look at training as coaches, I feel sometimes is the wrong way. And then right. if you have the wrong mindset when it comes to coaching, you cannot further yourself as a coach. Yeah. And so a lot of it has to do with defining movement. And the other part is defining, uh, is defining coaching. Because yeah. what is coaching really? Coaching is making knowledge accessible. Right. right. There's a name for that. It's called neuroergonomy. If right. you read neuroscience like yeah. I do, there's a name for it. It's neuroergonomy. That follows the way the brain works brain it's the same thing evolution for the body like I was talking for CrossFit there's evolution for the brain right right? the brain works a certain way and the way the brain works is through association the school system is not that yeah the school system was the way it is right now was developed after the uh, industrial revolution yeah in order to put skills to put kids in school to turn them into factory workers right so the idea is we're going to make them really good at pushing one button at a time for eight hours a day Right. And that's what school does. Yeah. It's one discipline, eight hours a day, one at a time. Right? Yeah. And Sad if you look, but true. 
Well, if you look at rich rich people, they have men, they have uh, they have tutors for their kids. Yeah. It was a mentorship system. Yeah. It was a poor kid that got uh, stuck at school until six o'clock because the parents are in the factory. We're going to turn those kids into people that can do that can push one button. That yeah. is a school system. The problem is that is not the way the brain works. Right. The brain works through association. It br- works a different way. Yeah. And that's what neuroscience is working on right now the most is how to make the the brain works better. For right. example. Do you remember how you learn uh, different languages, Spanish or whatever? Yeah. It was, uh, you know, first is uh, all the alphabet and then the monkeys under the table and then yeah. they explain to you grammatically speaking. How long does that take? And it didn't work that well. Forever, you yeah. forgot all of it. Yeah. Right? Did you see how the new apps work now to teach language? No. Like Duolingo, the Rosetta Stone, they work by association. Right. You see someone arriving in a plane, right? Yeah. And they're going to say, that's the name of the plane. That's going to stick. Right. Because that's how you remember saying. Because yeah. the short story. Yes, it's a story. People that's understand why, stories. That's why yeah. people understand stories, because yeah. that's how the brain works. That's why yeah. uh, all history is. Yeah. I don't think the Greeks believed there was a, a chariot that <laughs> imaged the sun, but it gave them uh, something to remember, to yeah. understand the values behind it, to Absolutely. understand the, the idea that it's going to come back the next day, things like this. Yeah. The brain works through association. Through, through, it has to do with the center of memory. You have different kind of memory. Yeah. The memory where you try to remember like a number lasts 15 seconds. Right. For example, what did I say 15 seconds ago? Something about the plane landing. But that was probably about 45. <laughs> so that's a problem. It's yeah. past 15 yeah, seconds. Yeah, you have yeah. a very that's a short-term memory. Yeah. But that's how we try to to teach kids. Yeah. Eight times six, and then we pound them into yeah, that. Non-stop. But actually, there's a long-term memory, which is where did I park my car? Yeah. That's visual. Yes. Can you visualize where you park your car? Mm. Yeah, just next to the wall. Exactly. You have an image. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. so that's how the brain works. Yeah. Long-term memory is based on image, yes. not sounds. Yes. Well, so so there, there are ways to do this. And so th- this is like neuroscience 101. But, so, yeah. but that, to me, is the future of coaching. Right. It's, under, it's going away from that pounding of a factory mindset yeah. of the school system and the physio world and the medical world where it's like we're going to pound you and there's only one way to do our way, otherwise you're a quack. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to teach them how to teach people. Yeah. Not yeah. books, yeah. not writing, just teach people, communicate what you try to say correctly. Yeah. It's like a dietitian who knows everything there is to know about fat, carbs, and everything. Going to an obese person and tell them, stop eating carbs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that worked. Yeah, yeah that works yeah. every time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're not dealing with the psychology of the person of no. why they got all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. You're just going to tell them, stop eating carbs. Yeah. 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 You can charge money for that. That yes. is giving information. Yes. Try to teach them, try to make them find the why yes. they eat so much comfort yes. food. Yeah. Once they find their why, then they'll f- and the how, they yeah. figure out the what. Yes. That's easy. Your job is not to tell them to stop eating carbs. They know that already. Yeah. Everyone knows that's bad yeah. for them. Yeah. Your job is to uh, find out why yes. they, we are there and how we're going to get past it. Yeah. That is your job. The why and the how. That is knowledge. Yeah. Information, we can all do it. There's plenty of stuff out there. That is not your job. As yeah. coaches, we have to understand our job is not the information. It's yeah. knowledge. It's not the what. Yeah. It's the why and the how. So two days... Yep. On a seminar with you. On a seminar. Starts out like that, movement and just and coaching. Going, going, yep. going through through those things. Is there an on is it an ongoing program? Should people see yeah. you multiple times? What's so, the education yeah. process? Because from what yeah. you've said in forty minutes, there's a lot I mean yeah. we, we could sit here for two days just yeah. talking. So after the seminar we have what we call a coaches week, which is right. every morning from eight thirty to two. We go over oh. through because uh, at first I established the system, yeah. but then I can go into depth into every single thing. And then off that, we start, to, we start to have the physical application where actually make you move according to those principles. The right. first time you hinge with internal torque, it's quite different. 
Right. It's it's an awakening process. Let's put it this way. <laughs> so we'll have Coaches Week number one. Yeah. Then after that, we have a mentoring program online. Wow. We'll do Coaches Week number two, so we can start doing assessments on people. Right. And then eventually, we'll have the the certification. We'll be you'll do an assessment on your own, and you'll prove to me you can fix someone, and you have a long term plan for them. Wow. That's so it's basically making you into a coach. How long will that take? A year, two years? Who knows? Take it. So it's something that if people want to get into, it's again not instant gratification. This is it's martial gonna, arts, man. Yeah, it will take, take a long while. time. Yeah, like I had a guy. He did three seminars so far. Two coaches week number one. He hasn't even done coaches week number two. Really? But he's done three seminars and two coaches week just so he can integrate Amazing. the knowledge better. And it's very expensive. It's very time consuming. And I was yeah. like, I know it's on purpose because yeah. you're going to earn your way forward. Yeah. You're not going to come here and think, oh yeah, I know how to do an assessment. You don't. You know how long it took me to figure this out? Yeah. Like you, you are going to work your way forward yeah. on this. Yeah. Like you're going to have to earn your black belt. I'm not going to give it to you. That's awesome. When, so in, in Dubai, are you teaching a lot or where can people find you to, to, to get onto these courses? Yeah, right now, I'm in Dubai until the end of the month. And right. then first week of April, I'm in uh, Australia. I'm wow. going back to Sydney. Wow. Then after that, I'm going one week in Singapore, one week in Hong Kong, in Hong Kong one week in Thailand. Shit, where we go there? <laughs> uh, after that, <laughs> I'm going back to Europe. And then I'm going to the States, back to Europe. Wow. And then uh, I'll come, but I'm going to settle in Dubai. I think settle down in Dubai. In August, <laughs> that means I'll spend about two weeks out of the month in Dubai yeah. and the rest will be traveling the world. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Mate, we've got two questions, which is a little bit off what we've been speaking about, but I think they're important. The first one, if today was your last day on earth, what would you actually do with it? I'll spend it with my daughter. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Trying to be a bit more patient with Amazing. her. And uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. That's what matters most, right? Yes. Family Absolutely. number yeah. one. Movement Her second. One, family yeah. one, movement second. Yeah, no, I sacrifice a lot for strong fit. And it's, yeah. she's part of, because uh, we have an interesting life yeah. to make sure. Yeah. But still, no matter what, she's she's the reason I did all this. Because yeah. when she was born, I was 31 years old. And yeah. I had lived on talent, let's be honest, yeah. but not exactly hard work. Yeah. I'm naturally lazy. <laughs> uh, and I had to decide where I wanted to go forward. Yeah. I could basically probably uh, spend an entire life on talent. Yeah. And uh, I'm fairly smart, so I'm sure I could have made it work. But at some yeah. point, I was like, is that what you want to show her? Yeah. Is that, is that yeah. what you're going to show her? That you can just skim through on if you have enough talent and not actually build anything? Yeah. And so when she, were at, she was about two, three months old, I had looked in the mirror. It took about two days. And I was like, okay, I'm going to build something. So then yeah. I decided to come back to the States and build StrongFit. Wow. But that w the beginning was her. Very cool. She's my intrinsic motivation. Yeah. Our, uh, our final question is, if you give one piece of advice that you've been given or learned, what would it be? Oh, there's so many. Um, <laughs> uh, well, it would be know yourself. Don't, don't go with what they tell you. Don't, they, bla they grinded you into thinking uh, there is no play. Like good work is hard work is hard is torture. Like that, that school system just grinding you into doing things a certain way that there's only one way forward that you have to grind, that there is no play, that just know yourself. Know exactly what moves you in life. Find your passion and just jump. Yeah. Once you find that, not, not just stuff you want to do like I want to be an NBA player, not that. Like why would you sacrifice everything for? Because that tells you what you're really passionate about. Yeah. Passion found you already. Just dip in. Go find that and once you find it, just jump. Don't listen to, to people that tell you there's only one way. Don't listen to safety. Don't listen to, don't listen to comfort. Just jump. Go for it. Trust me. I'm doing it. There <laughs> is so much on the... Uh, after you jump, there is so much more on the other side. But first, it's going to require you to shed that mentality of, that the school system gave you of grinding every single thing. When there is a passion out there, something you could be great at, mm -hmm. jump. 
Awesome. Find awesome. it. Jump. Mate, thank you so much for My taking pleasure. the time. People again. Can catch you yet again for the second time. <laughs> two hours of his life. Really did you, appreciate did you record it, it this time? Uh, yeah. No, it's not on. It's there. No, it's good. People can obviously check you out at strongfit.com on Instagram, strongfit1. Yeah. And, mate, we look forward to having you in Dubai more. And yes. Maybe we catch up before the end of the year to see. How device, we haven't even spoken about that, Dubai. but there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of things to, to talk about. But mate, yeah. congratulations on what you've achieved so far Thank and, you so much. and the impact you've had on people and the best of luck until we catch up again. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks a lot for tuning in to this episode of the podcast and thanks to Julian for taking the time out the second time to speak with us. Make sure you go over and connect with him. And if you want to connect with us, winning at innerfight.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, 